welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. Acts 1, 13 through 15, if you have it, say amen. The word of the Lord speaks to us and says, And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room, where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Aphaeus, and Simon Zelotus, Judas, brother of James, not the one who kissed Jesus, and betrayed him. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120. We thank God for the reading of the scriptures. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now. Thank you for your blessings, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the word. We thank you for your grace. I thank you, God, for allowing me to have this opportunity to speak to your people what you were saying. And I ask God that you give me clarity in delivering the word. Lord, bless those who are listening to you. And Lord, let not me receive glory, but let all glory be rendered unto you, Lord Jesus. Touch us, bless us, and deliver. Save somebody right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Um, I want to use a thought um, right now, simple thought. The upper room is empty. The upper room is empty. In this text today, we see that there is... This scripture, this group of scriptures that talks about the beginning stages, it talks about what is happening and where it's happening. Many times we use um, Acts 2, and we all know what happened after they got to the upper room. Upper room is uh, basically the birthplace of the church. Um, That's where we run and we always talk about um, on the day of Pentecost, all was fully come. And there was a mighty Russian wind that came in and it filled not just some of them, but it filled all the house. Um, the upper room has significance. And we are told in these simple words what the apostles did immediately after the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ into heaven. Uh, Those who are students of the gospel, we know that after Jesus uh, was crucified and then had risen from the grave, um, that he made his appearance for at least about 40 years before he ascended into heaven. He had given them uh, instructions. He had demonstrated his power. He has demonstrated his reality uh, to the church. And now fresh from the wonderful and touching sight of their beloved master, who is Jesus Christ. Um, The interesting thing uh, about it is that when he was taken away from them, the message that was brought by the angels uh, reminded them of what Jesus had told them to do and told them that would happen. He said, I have to go away from you, uh, but I will send another comforter. Uh, This thing uh, kind of uh, gives satisfaction to uh, Trinitarian thinkers because it says, I will send another comforter, meaning that someone other than Jesus who would satisfy the thought of the triune God 
However, if the Trinitarians would continue to read, they would find out that Jesus says to make clarity, I will come to you. Mm. Um, and, and so with this comforter, the, the angel uh, reminded them after they gazed into the heavens and saw Jesus ascended up and to, into the atmosphere and into heaven. And, and, and the angel was there to say, listen, you're looking up, but the same Jesus that went away is coming back. Uh, and we look for his glorious return. Uh, and, and, and the angels uh, begin to bid them to expect his second advent, still ringing in their ears. They returned from Mount Olivet to Jerusalem, and they went at once into what we I consider it an upper room. Um, simple as the words are, they are full of suggestive thoughts and deserve uh, the close attention. As a matter of fact, uh, preachers can really just preach about the upper room, the upper, the upper room. Let's go to the upper room. Let's, let's be filled in the upper room. Uh, because the upper room has significance. Some people have built their churches on a second floor just for the idea of having the upper room idea. But I want to tell those builders, it's nice that you did all of that, but it's not just about a physical upper room. Uh, you know, you can have an upper room and not have an upper mentality of spirit. You can have an upper room, praise the Lord, and not and not get your your soul upper, <laughs> you know. And so and so this idea of the upper room, uh, I, I want us to fix our eyes for a few minutes on the first place of meeting of the Christians. The upper room, this upper room, we should remember was the uh, was something that was uh, uh, that was a start of the first congregation which assembled after the great head of the church had left the world and left his people to themselves. So let us see who these first worshipers were and how they behaved and what they did. Uh, and, and let's venture to think that a little quiet um, contemplation of the subject may do us good. Because what I'm realizing is that, that we are moving further and further and further away from the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, remember, the book of Acts is not just named just for us to name it Acts. It actually gives the actions of the apostles. And, and for whatever reason, I'm, I'm looking, I'm seeing on social media, I'm seeing, I'm going to visiting different churches. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I taught the pastor this morning to Pastor Wisdom. I said, I'm just glad to be at a church that, that has some saved folk in it. Mm. Um, uh, I, I, I'm glad to be uh, visiting and, and, and preaching at a church who's got some real sanctified folk in it. Uh, and, and, and I told him, him, I said, Pastor, I said, I've gone to church that don't, they, they, the people are not saved, you know. Uh, they got the music, they got all of the tambourines and everything, but they're not saved. He, he, he said, Elder Middleton, he said, I've gone to churches that the pastor wasn't even saved. <laughs> Uh, you, you, you know, but I, I want to, I want just for a few moments, and I won't be before you long, but I, I want to uh, uh, be able to just, just let us soak into the individuals who were there and also why they were there. When we look, first of all, just because, uh, if you'll just indulge me, just because, there are certain points arising naturally out of the text before us which appear to demand special notice. So let's look at those things concerning the shape and the size and the form of this room. We know nothing at all about how big it was. We don't know anything about how long it was. We don't know the shape of it. We don't know if it was oval. We don't know if it was circular, if it was square. We know nothing about that. It was probably like many other upper rooms in Jerusalem. Uh, no, this was not the only upper room they had. There were other upper rooms in Jerusalem, but whether it was lofty or low or square or round, whether it stood east or west or north or south, whether it was ornamented or decorated, decorated or perfectly plain, we have not the slightest information, and the matter signifies very little. All we know about the, whole, the upper room is that the Holy Ghost was there. That's all we know. 
But it's striking and noteworthy fact that in the original Greek, it is called the upper room and not an upper room. It's called the upper room. I venture to think that there is much in this. I believe there is the highest probability that this was the very room in which our Lord first appointed the, the, uh, the Lord's Supper. I believe uh, that in uh, the, where the apostles had first heard those well-known words, tape, eat. This is my body. I believe we said, drink ye all of this, for this is my blood. Those famous words which have been the cause of so much unhappy controversy with some, but the source of such mighty comfort to others. I believe that this is the same room, praise the Lord, that, that, that was the resurrection of, of, of that between the resurrection and Pentecost. Here I believe, praise the Lord, that this is the place where Jesus met the apostles when they Kid after they thought that he was dead and gone forever. I believe that this is the place where they hid and closed the doors, but Jesus, uh, he just walked through the wall. Y'all ain't getting this in here. And he appeared to them. I believe that this was a place that Thomas was there and saying, uh, right before Jesus came and said, listen, I hear y'all saying that he is risen again, but I'm not going to believe it because I saw what they did to our Lord. I saw how he hung there. I saw the the the, the the death. I, I smelled the death. I experienced the death. And in order for me to believe this outrageous thing that you're saying, I've got to see it for myself. I've got to see the nail print in, my, in his hand. I've got to see how they pierced him in the side. All these things I have to see before I believe. So Jesus appears and says to Thomas, Thomas, handle me. Glory to God. I, I, I came to tell somebody today at First Church Vacaville, maybe you are concerned. Maybe you don't understand all of this that is going on, all of this praise, all of this hallelujah. Maybe you were not church, but God is saying to you right now, handle me. Uh, touch me. See if I'm real. Hold on to get a hold to me. See if I'm real. Glory to God. Mm. Ah. Glory to God. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we have access. I'm so glad that we have that access because uh, when, when, when Jesus said this to Thomas, the Bible does not say that he examined him. The Bible says that he looked at him and he believed. He understood this was the Lord. And then the Lord Jesus said it helped me out over 2,000 years later because the Lord said, blessed are you that have seen, but also blessed those who have not seen and yet believe. I'm one of the ones that did not see him. I have not seen him, but I believe him. I have not handled him, but he handled me. Y'all ain't get this in here. I'm glad for the power of God. I didn't have to see him on the cross, but I believe that God is real. I believe that Jesus has the power because he handled me one day. He touched me. He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on high. I believe him. Woo. Hallelujah. I believe that on this day in the upper room, I believe this is where, praise the Lord, the Lord Jesus said, peace be unto you. My father sent me, so sent I you. I believe this is where he breathed on them, saying, receive ye the Holy Ghost. I believe it's the same room in which a week afterwards he appeared. Praise the Lord. He said, be not faithless, but believe. I believe that all of these things here, but let us then first and foremost look at the worshipers who were gathered together in the first place of Christian worship. Peter was there. Uh, that warm-hearted, impulsive, but unstable apostle who 40 days before denied his master three times, and then he repented with bitter tears and and who had been graciously raised by our lord and commanded to feed his ship peter do you love me yes lord i love you feed my sheep peter
Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Lord, I, you know I love you. Feed my lamb. Praise the Lord. Peter was there. James was there, who had been the favored companion of Peter and John on three important occasions and who was the first of the apostles uh, to seal his faith with the blood and drink of the cup with his master drink. John was also there, the other son of Zebedee, the beloved apostle whose head lay on our Lord's breast at the Lord's Supper. John is the first on the lake of Galilee when our Lord appeared to the disciples as they were fishing, who cried out with instinctive love, it is the Lord. John, who at one time wished to call down fire from heaven on a village of the Samaritans, but lived to write three epistles brimming over with love. Andrew was also there, the first of all, the apostles whose name we know, who followed Jesus after hearing the words, behold, the Lamb of God, and then brought his brother Peter. Peter to Jesus saying, we have found the Messiah. Philip of Bethesda was there, the first apostle whom uh, Jesus said, follow me. The apostle who told Nathaniel to come and see the promised Messiah. Thomas was there, who was once so desponding and weak in faith, but afterwards cried out with such grand uh, confidence, my Lord and my God. Mm. Bartholomew was there, who by general consent is the same as the very Nathaniel who said that first, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Uh, yet this is he whom our Lord pronounced to be an Israelite without gal and who said, Thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Matthew was there, the publican. Uh, was there who forsook his worldly calling at the bidding of our Lord and sought lasting treasure in heaven. James, the son of Ephesus, was there who had the honor of being the presiding apostle at the first council. Simon Zelotes was there of whom we know little certain itself that he was also called the Canaanite. Judas was there, the brother of James, called also Labius or Thaddeus, the writer of the last epistle in the New Testament, he was there and he asked the remarkable question, how is that thou would manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? In short, the whole company of the 11 faithful apostles was assembled in that upper room. On this occasion, there were no absentees and doubting Thomas was around the rest, but there was also others present besides the apostles. The women were there of whom had long followed our Lord and ministered to his necessity and been last at the cross. Glory to God. There were the brothers of Jesus who was there. They were there. His cousins were there. Uh, there were a lot of individuals who there who had made up 120. Now when we look at this group, they were not just there just playing cards. They were not there playing dominoes. They were not there playing uno. Praise the Lord. They were not there just to have a conversation, praise the Lord, but they were there. We have to notice the unity which characterized this first meeting in the upper room. They had unity there. They were united. They were there for one reason, praise the Lord. Uh, they were all there, the Bible says, with one accord. Glory to God. They were with one accord. My grandfather say they weren't on one accord. They were with one accord. Glory to God. That is they had the same mind. They had the same focus. They had the same agenda. They had the same goal. There were no divisions among them. They believed the same thing. They loved the same person. And at present, there was no disagreement among any of them. Woo! There was nothing of high, nothing low abroad in that upper room. There was no bishop this, bishop that. There was no apostle this. There was no great prophet there. There was no great evangelist this. There was no highs and lows. There were no big eyes and no little use. There was no, no, you sit here, but we got to sit there. Y'all ain't getting it. Everybody was there and everybody was unified in the upper room. We should also notice, thirdly, the devotional habits of this first congregation in the upper room. We are told expressly that they were continuing in prayer and supplication. They believed in prayer. I'm here to tell you right now, you cannot get 
anything uh, from the Spirit of God if you don't include prayer. Uh, you cannot get the, the glory of God if there is no prayer. You cannot get healing if there is no prayer. You cannot get deliverance if there is no prayer. Prayer is essential to bring in the glory of God in any place. Hallelujah. I want to tell you also that wasn't no quick prayer. Mm. Glory to God. They continued in prayer. Sometimes we want to pray. I call it the commercial break prayer. Uh, glory to God. And they used to tell us that we, uh, that we weren't supposed to have televisions in our houses. They said one preacher that was in Louisiana said that you have that one-eyed devil in your house. Uh, the eyes, the TV, and on the top of the roof is a tail. That was the antenna back then. They said we shouldn't have television, but we've kind of, we kind of, you know, progressed a little little bit and 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 I'm I'm guilty of it praise the Lord eh? uh, because I would have that commercial prayer what are you talking about that's before we had Netflix and Hulu and all that type of stuff when we streaming all types of things when it just came on cable we're watching our good uh, uh, show on television and and it's time for us to go to bed and we wait to go to that two-minute commercial break and I say father in the name of Jesus Lord we thank you for everything that you've done for us Lord Lord we thank you Lord we ask you just bless everybody Lord touch us right now in the name of Jesus Lord you know how Lord Jesus everybody name by name name by name bless everybody Lord bless all over this world Lord in the name of Jesus we pray amen right in enough time for your television program to come back on you didn't miss a thing what happened to the church that would pray until God answered what happened to the church that will get down on their knees and put their face toward the floor and say Lord I'm calling on you because I need a deliverance I need a blessing. I need a breakthrough. What happened to the church when we knew how to pray for God to move? They were there. Some people argue the fact that they didn't do anything. But I believe that Luke says that they were there and they continued. It ends, praise the Lord, in Luke, the last chapter, if I'm not mistaken, where Luke says, and it's, it's also said according to biblical history that Luke could have been the writer of Acts. And if you look at the last chapter of Luke, it talks about what they did when they got to the upper room. They were praising God. They were praising God. They weren't just sitting there. They were praising God and they were waiting on a promise. They were waiting on something to come from God. They were waiting on what God said that he was going to send, which is the comforter. And it seems as though if you allow me to do this, just indulge me, it in my imagination, it seemed as if Luke was like a playwright it seemed like he was writing a play and if you look at it from a stage view it would seem that 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 after all of these things Luke comes to the end of a scene and it seems like the curtains begin to come and the lights begin to dim and he leaves it right there that they were praising God end of scene and then in Acts it opens back up and it talks about all the lineage and then in Acts 2 here comes the dramatic part on the day of Pentecost uh, after they stayed there for 10 days something began to erupt in the place something began to happen praise the Lord because they waited on the promise and they prayed unto God until something happened the upper room was filled glory to God with people who were expecting the upper room was filled with people who were looking for something the upper room was filled with people who needed a touch the upper room was filled y'all ain't getting this in here with people who needed to be changed people who needed to be delivered people who needed to be set free it was changed and God did just what he said he would do he filled each one of them where they were sitting in the place all of them were filled all of them had tons of clothing uh, y'all ain't hear me just like fire the Holy Ghost came in the place and it filled the upper room But now I'm afraid to say that the upper room is empty. 
Woo, glory to God. The upper room is now empty. Uh, it's not, amen, there's not anything going on in the upper room. Praise the Lord. It's not empty. It's empty. Praise the Lord. It's not empty because there's a lack of people. It's empty because there's a lack of dedication. Mm. It's empty, praise the Lord, because there's an absence of prayer. Glory to God. It's empty. We're coming to our churches. Uh, we're singing and we're running around and we got the music and we have have all of the lights and we have all of the synthesizers and everything like that but the upper room is empty uh, glory to God it's empty because of the fact that we don't have love like we used to mm. uh, God, we don't we don't talk to each other like we used to. We don't spend time with each other. It's a shame. Man. Get my God. It is a shame before God when we have apostolic folk who have a better relationship with folks you work with than those who are in the church. Y'all ain't getting this in here. Glory to God. It's a shame when your closer friends are out in the world. Glory to God. Than being in the church. Our inhabitants is in the church. Y'all ain't getting this in here. Glory to God. Everything do what. Oh my God, years ago when we had church, folks stayed around the tabernacle. Folks stayed around the church. They taught. They were still waiting. Even after the dismissal, they were still waiting on God to do something. Right now, we're so time. We're looking at our watch every few minutes. If we're not looking at our watch, we're looking at our phones. We're on Facebook finding out what this one is doing and what that's doing. Take that phone and throw it out and it's time to wait on the Lord for a blessing I need a blessing from God uh. hallelujah the reason why we're so weak is because we're attending about seven churches at the same time. We're looking at what this church is doing on this Facebook page. Now we just got a notification of this other church. You can't listen to your pastor because you're worried about what somebody else is doing and how they're clowning. The upper room is empty because ain't nothing happening in the upper room like it used to. When was the last time we had a mighty move of God? When was the last time we had God to come in and and lay somebody out. When was the last time we had the Holy Ghost to fall and folk begin speaking in tongues? When was the last time we saw a prophetic move of God? The upper room is empty. <laughs> Glory to God. It's empty now. We can have as many conventions as we want to have. All it is is a money rattling thing. It's a money racking thing. Give this uh, report and give that report. Ah, we have we take more time to take up an offering than we do, y'all. Uh oh, I'm getting in trouble. We make we take more time taking up offerings than it does to get somebody to come and join the church. Y'all ain't getting this in here. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. We cannot characterize Jesus. We have this thing messed up. Now let me tell you something. The manger is empty. Y'all ain't here in the city here. Jesus is not in a manger anymore. The manger should be empty because he's no longer a baby. The cross is empty because he's no longer suffering. The tomb is empty because he's no longer dead. Oh, glory to God. But the upper room should not be empty. The reason why the upper room should not be empty is because the throne of God is not empty. He's sitting on the throne and we are able to come to him so that he can fill the upper room. Where is your upper room? Why are you not there? Oh my God. Ah, glory to God. Gotta get back to the upper room. We got to get back to the upper room because we need something from the upper room. Got to get back to the upper room with patience. We got to wait on God. We need to wait on God to do something. I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. Glory to God. I'm tired of empty churches. I'm tired. Glory to God. They, uh, you may say, well, I see a lot of cars out there. Cars don't mean nothing. Uh, there's a lot of mega churches out there. Those mega churches don't mean nothing if the Holy Ghost is not there. Glory to God. I don't care how many folks 
like you got coming. You can have two services. You can have three services. You can have, y'all ain't getting this in here. You can have you service with the service. You can have the missionary service. All of those things there. But the upper room is empty because we are not trying to get the presence of the Lord in our church. Stop trying to be relevant. Stop trying to be somebody great and make Jesus great. It's not about you. It's not about your status. It's not about your, y'all ain't get this in here. It's not about how great you can sing. It's not about how great you look on camera. It's not about how many likes you get. Stop sharing yourself and share the gospel. All right, glory. I'm concerned about the church. Concerned about the apostolic church. We're losing our identity. We're losing our feeling. We're losing at what made us to be who we are. Glory to God. We used to not have a shame about giving God all our praise. We used to not have a shame now. It's all about how good our hair look. It's all about how good our hat look. How great our suit fits. Glory to God. But let me tell you something. I'm ready for an overflow. I'm ready for an overflow. Forget this suit. I don't care if I paid $3,000 or $30 for it. Lord, let me feel your anointing. I need your blessing. I need your spirit. Lord, let the fire fall. Let it fall until I'm changed. Let it fall until I'm delivered. Let it fall until I'm broke through. Let it fall. Lord, I need your blessing. I need your spirit. Is there anybody who needs the spirit of God? You ought to raise your hand in air and say, Lord, let the Holy Ghost fall. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ah, the upper room. The upper room. Ah, the upper room has not been filled. Few people only in the upper room. The upper room is empty. Glory to God because we have made it empty. The upper room is empty because we're not doing what the apostles did in the upper room. We're not praying enough. We're not fasting enough. We're not reaching enough. We're not teaching enough. We don't want to teach the unadulterated gospel. We don't want to teach this apostolic doctrine. Glory to God. We're too shamed now. We're just uh, preaching feel-good messages. Uh, make people feel good about being in the sin that they're in. Uh, that's why the upper room is empty. Uh, we're making it okay for folk to do what they want to do. Uh, and still feel like they got a relationship with God. Uh, but let me tell you right now. Uh, there is no relationship with the one who died and shed his blood. Uh, if you're not willing to lunch out uh, and allow God to change you from the inside out. I need an upper room experience because I need the Holy Ghost. I need the upper room experience because I need this flesh to die. I need the upper room experience because I need my mind to change. Anybody need your mind to change? Take it back to the upper room. We need the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. I don't care how many convocations we have. I don't care how many camp meetings we have. Glory to God. The upper room is empty. If we can't really feel the spirit of God. Oh, we can holler and we can dance with the music. We can see the light strobing all over the place. That ain't the Holy Ghost. We need, oh my God. We need the Holy Ghost like they had it in the upper room. When you come out drunk in the spirit. Y'all ain't getting to sit here. You can't contain yourself. Does anybody remember when you came out of the old time 
service, uh, the upper room was so filled uh, that you had to get a designated driver uh, to drive you home. Uh, do y'all remember when we had to turn around uh, and come back to the church uh, because somebody was about to be delivered uh, and we needed and we waited uh, on God to do something. Uh, we got out at 12.30 and 1.30 and 2 o'clock in the morning uh, because God wasn't finished. Uh, ah, y'all didn't hear me. Uh, we got to fill the upper room back uh, with prayers. Uh, fill it back up with unity. Uh, fill it back up with love. Uh, fill it back up with your... Y'all ain't hearing this. Uh, fill it back up with some real people uh, who's got some real issues uh, and need a deliverance from God. Uh, I can't leave until I am filled uh, with God's spirit. Glory to God. I don't know who you are here today. I don't know where you stand right now. But the church is doing you a disservice. If you leave here still in the shambles that you came here. The church is doing you a disservice. If you still leave here with sickness in your body. The church is doing you a disservice. If you still leave here under the bondage that you're in. Y'all ain't getting this in here. Those 120 stayed there. They didn't get it the first night. They didn't get it the second night, uh, the third and fourth night, the fifth and sixth night, uh, seven and eighth night, and the ninth night. Uh, but somebody begin to remind her, uh, remember what Jesus said. Uh, he said he was going to send the promise upon us, uh, and we've got to stay here until it happens. Uh, stay. Do I have anybody who's willing to stay until? Uh, stay on your knees until. Uh, fast until. Uh, pray until. Uh, cry until. Uh, Y'all ain't here missing here. Uh, oh, glory to God. Uh, I've got to stay because I need something from the Lord. Uh, I'm in great expectation. Uh, Lord, I need your presence. Uh, Lord, I need your deliverance. Uh, Lord, I need your power. Uh, the devil is trying to take me out. Uh, but Lord, I need your strength. Uh, give me what I need. Uh, and I'm going to stay here uh, until I receive uh, the power of the Holy Ghost uh, to overwhelm me, uh, to consume me. Uh, give me the power. Glory to God. We got to stay here until there's a change. A change in your children. A change in your grandchildren. A change in your husband. A change in your wife. We got to wake on the Lord until he change our very idea. Y'all ain't getting this in here. I've been thinking on my own too much. I've been trying to think this thing out in my own too much. I don't want to think like myself. I want to think like God wants me to think. I want to walk like God wants me to walk. I want to live like God wants me to live. It's no more I, but it's Jesus. And until we get the upper room back filled, we're going to still be thinking that this is a good idea. That's a good idea. Y'all ain't getting this in here. That's why our children are lost. Because we got too many leaders going into their own good ideas. Y'all ain't getting this in here. But we need the Holy Ghost to fall on a pulpit. We need the Holy Y'all ain't getting this in here. As a matter of fact, preachers, take your robes off. Take that long chain off. Take that bishop's ring off. And get back on the altar. And get your upper room experience. It's time to lead God's people God's way. They ain't your people. You didn't create them. You didn't die for them. Get God in you so you can lead them. We need an upper room experience. Stop with the pump and circumstance. Stop with the rituals. You all decked out in your, your, your robes. All decked out in this and that that's on. Glory to God. All I need on me is the anointing of Jesus Christ. I just need God's anointing. I need God's Holy Ghost. I need his presence. I need the fire to draw. There's some things that's down in me that it won't be burned unless God burn it. I need 
need the Holy Ghost to burn it up. Somebody say burn it up, burn it up, burn it up. Burn my flesh. Burn my thoughts. Burn my lust. Lord, burn it up. Lord, burn it up. Send the Holy Ghost fire. Send the Holy Ghost fire. Let it fall over here. Let it fall right here. Let it fall over here. We need a fire. Lord, send the fire. Lord, send the fire. Lord, send the fire. 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 Let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn. I'm tired of the upper room being empty. I'm tired of the upper room being empty. Lord, I submit to you right now. It's time to fill the upper room back up. Y'all ain't get this in here. These were no superhero people who were in the upper room. There was nothing special about Peter. There was nothing special about John. There was nothing special. Glory to God about any of them. They were all there with one mind. With an expectancy to see God work. It was so there was nothing special about anybody. They had no status that was higher than the other. Even Jesus' mother herself had to go to the upper room. If the one who carried Jesus into this world had to go to the upper room to be filled, so do you. So do I. We all need to be filled. I'm not too proud to fall down on my knees. And say, Lord, I need a healing. Lord, I need your spirit. Lord, I need the fire. Send the fire and let it fall. Let it fall. Whatever it takes. If I got to fast more, let it fall. If I got to give up more, let it fall. If I got to turn off, let it fall. If I got to give up, let it fall. If I got to pray longer, let it fall. I wish somebody say, Lord, let it fall. Whatever I got to do whatever it takes I've got to get the upper room filled there's some people who need to move right now there's some folks who need to move right now you need to move right now towards the upper room. The upper room has been empty for too long. Hallelujah. You need to move to the upper room. You need to get this upper room experience. We need to fill the house like it was before. Glory to God. And we need to commit ourselves to waiting until he blesses. Y'all ain't getting this in here. Glory to God. You need to do some self-evaluation. When was the last time you convicted the Lord through the Holy Ghost convicted somebody else to be saved? When was the last time we had somebody to go down in Jesus' name? Glory to God. The, the impact was so great in the upper room experience that I believe the Bible said that 3,000 souls were added to the church daily. There were those who were coming daily. Don't give me anything about this is a new world, this is a new this. God is still the same God. God is still just as powerful as he was then as he is now. The problem is that we have changed. We've changed our mentality. We've allowed things to get into our minds in this world. We have too much cares of the world. Let it go and let God work. We don't have to compete with each other. First Church Vacaville can be filled to capacity. First Church Woodland can be filled to capacity. Cornerstone Apostolic can be filled to capacity. But what we need to do, we need to get the upper room back filled. How do we fill the upper room? We got to do what they did. We got to pray. We got to get unified.
got to come with a true expectation that God is able to do it. That God will do it. As I said this morning, I'm not talking about a headache getting rid of faith. God can do more than move a headache. God can do more than move a stomach ache. We serve a God that can move mountains. The upper room had such an impact that after they left the upper room, they were praying for folk and they were being healed of all manner of diseases. So much so that the apostle had so many coming, wanted to be healed, that he just put them in a certain place and just by his shadow, people were getting healed. He didn't make no reputation of his own. It was all the glory of God. You can't feel the upper room by how many people you can lay hands on and they fall out. The apostles never laid hands on anybody and they just fell out. Why would you fall out in the condition that you're already in? The apostle Paul said, rise up and walk. Get up, take your bed and walk. It's time to get up, not fall down. My God. Take your children by the hand and tell them to rise up. Take your grandchildren and tell them to rise up. In the name of Jesus. Stop trying to find a church that will suit your children's need. And get them to a Jesus that supplies every need. is empty but the throne is not empty God is still on the throne and the Holy Ghost is still real hallelujah this is the time right now this is a perfect time this is a perfect place this is a perfect position Tell God exactly what you're expecting him to do. Lord, this is what we expect. This is what I expect for my church. This is what I expect for my children. This is what I expect for my grandchildren. This is what I expect for my household. I expect this. And no matter how long I've got to wait, Get your hands out of it and put your hands in God's hands and let him work. I feel God right now working. Let God work in it. We don't need any mystical things anymore. We don't need any handkerchiefs that somebody said they done prayed over. We don't need any miracle water. We don't need any certain oils for people that don't have any relationship with God. All we need it's faith. And once we get with one accord, it doesn't matter who gets blessed or touched first. We're all going to get blessed. We're all going to get delivered. We're all going to get set free. Because God doesn't have a line. I know we like that song, you're next in line for a blessing. God don't have a line. God is able, oh my son, hallelujah. God is able to bless everybody at the same time. Right now, he's working it out for you. He's working it out for you. He's working out for you and for you and for you. Whatever you need right now, I dare you to believe God. And let's have an upper room experience right now. Y'all ain't saying nothing in here. 
Let's have an upper room experience right now. Somebody needs to be healed right now. Somebody needs to be delivered right now. Let's get the oh Don't leave the upper room empty. Let's fill it up with praise. Ask God to do it right now. Whatever you've been praying for, whatever you've been believing God for, whatever you've been believing God for your church, whatever you've been, believe, been believing God for your health, whatever you've been believing God for your family, believe that it's going to be done right now. Oh my God, God is about to move in this place. He's moving right now in this place. We're having an upper room experience and I feel the I feel the I feel the a mighty rushing wind I feel and woo, let it feel you let it feel you let it feel you let it feel you everybody where you were sitting let it feel the house 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 I feel it here. I feel it here. I feel it here. The Holy Ghost is here right now. I feel the power of the Lord. He's here. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Reach out and grab it. Reach out and grab it. You're in the upper room. Reach out and grab it. You're in the upper room. Reach out and grab it. Hey! Hey, glory! You ought to praise her right now. Come on and give God praise. praise him right now oh things are changing right now things are changing right now oh God is making a way right now Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.